This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to The Church Boys Freefall Q&A. It's Billy Hollowell here for The Church Boys, and I have a guest who I'm really excited to talk to. We've actually had him on a list of people um, who we've been dying to chat with, so I appreciate you coming on the show today, Chris Tomlin. How you doing? Thank you so much. Nice to speak with you and be a part of your uh, amazing podcast. Well, listen, I, I've i got about a thousand questions for you, but I'm going to narrow them down today. Uh, and I'm going to start with This question is, it's always interesting to me when an artist puts out a Christmas album, because I would assume that, and by the way, it's a great, it's a great album, but I would assume that you were recording this at a time of year that was not Christmas. Would that be accurate? (laughs) That's a good assumption. Yeah, it's always (laughs) strange, you know, because, you know, you think if you're really ahead of the game, you would just record it during Christmas for the next Christmas, but I'm, I'm never that ahead of the game. But yeah, it's, it's usually, we, it's my second one to make. Um, and we recorded it in the, uh, in the, in the summer. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bit interesting. Um, but we, you know, you do your best in the, in the, we record this in old church. It's live recording. So it's got all the people singing about 300 people there. And we, so, you know, we got the strong lights and we've got Christmas trees and we've got little, you know, all the, all the feel that you can do that you can do, but you still, you know, you're in shorts and t-shirts. Yeah, it's um, got to feel but, weird. Uh, pretty much, but still, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's always an interesting thing to record in the summer. It's got to feel so weird. I mean, can you get into the Christmas spirit in June or July? I mean, is that is that possible? It's interesting. To, you know, I'm not sure about the people. Um, you know, it's hard to, it's like, you're, you're gearing all the people there, because if it was just me, yeah, but you're, you're trying to get a whole group of people as if it's December, you know, the 20th, you're getting ready and you're getting around the you know, you know, around like a fire in the, in your living room and you're feeling all the Christmas and you're feeling it's getting close to Christmas and that kind of, you're getting all that kind of warmth. You're trying to do that, but that's hard for me. I'm in it because I've been working on these songs and I'm like, that's my world, you know? And I'm like, I'm, I'm walking around singing these Christmas songs in the <laughs> summer and listening to Christmas songs. And my, my family's just like, okay, dad's lost it. And like, <laughs> what, what's happening here? But, um, but yeah, but it's, it's getting the whole, the whole place, the whole room in that moment is interesting. Yeah, no, to- I mean, totally. That I just—it always makes me wonder. I'm always like, "Huh, that's got to be that's got to be interesting." Well, the album's great, and we're gonna make sure we, we link out for people to to check Thank it you. out. But you, I mean, you basically you're busy all the time. I mean, you were touring. Now you have a Christmas tour. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, the touring is is been a, a, a obviously a major part of what I do, and I love the moment of going out and playing and playing these songs with people, you know, and it's, it's special. It's, it's a lot of work. It's, you know, the travel is a lot of work and, but I try to find a balance with my family and, and, and this touring life, you know, I have two little ones now and so life has changed. And so there's trying to find a more balance of that. But yeah, we toured this whole year with Love Ran Red, which is my latest record that was released a year ago. And then this Christmas record will go out and, you know, do about nine, eight to 10 cities this December and uh with with this tour and probably for the next few decembers you know with this with this record as it builds and evolves and people get used to it but i love that i love the i love the playing i love going out and playing these songs and it's one thing to write them and but to see them come to life in people's lives is really special and um always try to make it special for people and and people walk away 
feeling like that's that was a unique experience that was different than just going to a normal concert and so I always strive for that and we just had a great time building that through the years of touring. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I would, I would imagine. And you said, I mean, you said what nine about nine shows, and it's December first now when we're recording this. So you figure, I mean, that's actually a lot to cram into the month. It's almost like every other day, every three days, you're out traveling. Yes, it's um, a lot. So we'll go and you know play four or five days, and then have a few days off, then play another five days, and then and then and then you're into you know the December week, and you can't really play concerts that week because. You know, no one's going to come. Everybody's <laughs> traveling and everybody's in their home. So you only have about three weeks to get everything in, which is always interesting. Um, so you try to do the best you can. And, and uh, we'll, we'll hopefully, as I say, each year we'll do another eight or eight to ten cities in, the, in, in December, each December following. So, but this, but this one's been amazing. It's uh, Crowder is with me and Lauren Daigle is with me. Yeah, it's on great. This. It's, it's amazing. It's already all sold out. It, like I was really floored that it sold out that fast but um so it's gonna be really fun we're doing it in theaters you know i feel like that's fun for christmas you know it's different than arenas it's been a little more intimate feeling and and special and so it's gonna be really nice that's great that that's really great and let me i'm gonna ask you a, a loaded question and you can take as long as you want to respond to it but well i don't know if it's a loaded question but it's, it's interesting you know how, how did you because i think there's so many artists out there christian artists um who you kind of want to know the backstory and you know, the, the hyper, hyper super fans know it, but not everybody does. How did you, how did you come to Christian music? How did you find your way? Cause you've, I mean, you've been monumentally successful. So how did you come here to this point? That's a great, geez, yeah, it is a long answer, but I'll try to shorten <laughs> as much as I can. It's, you know, um, it wasn't something I was seeking. I was, um, in high school, my, there was a, a group of a very small little town in Texas. I'm from East Texas and a town of about 2000 people and called Grand Saline, Texas, and there was a guy in my church that traveled, and he was my dad's age, and he would travel, and he would sing to other churches around, and one day, he took me to one of his concerts he did, and I, I set up the keyboards and set up his guitar, and, and I went with him kind of as the roadie, and I sold the tapes in the back, so that'll tell you kind of what year that was, it was tapes, <laughs> and um, I sold those in the back, and in the middle of the concert, he had me come up and just uh, he stopped the concert, and it was about 500, it was a youth concert, about 500 people, you know, and that was a quarter of my town, and so I was like, this was a huge to me, and he just stopped saying, hey, well, I have my friend Chris here, he's going to come up and sing for you guys for a bit, and he didn't tell me this, didn't, 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 didn't mention he was going to do this, and I was scared to death, I got up on the stage and sang a couple songs, and it was awful, I think, and, uh, <laughs> at, but afterwards, a youth, you know, a youth pastor came up. I was in the back selling the tapes. He goes, man, what you did tonight, I really like that. You want to come play at my church? And this summer, we're doing a youth thing, and we'd love for you to come play. And I was just, I couldn't believe it. Someone was inviting me to come play. And so that started this, and I was, and so I was invited to do this thing. And so I started trying to figure out how to lead people to in, into worship. I had a idea. It was This was early on, you know, and so it was songs like, I love you, Lord, and Lord, you're more precious than silver, and Lord, I lift you on high, and these kind of songs. And I had an idea of how that I wanted to people to sing. I didn't really know what a worship music was or what a worship leader was, but I had this inside. I had this innate thing that's like I really want to help people sing. I don't want people just to watch me or come and hear me play, but somehow if I can engage people where they even forget I'm on stage, even early on, like at 18 years old, I had that kind of feeling and. 
um, I think that was God putting that in me. And I started trying to write songs in that way. And I get to college, and I start going to college, and I start leading a Bible study that I was at in college. And, and um, I was at Texas A&M, and I was leading at a uh, thing called Breakaway. And, and I was just discovering all this, and I got connected with uh, a guy named Louis Giglio. And that my life really changed at that point, where Louis was uh, in Texas as well, traveling and speaking. And I was, we were doing some, a couple camps together, youth camps. And he was like, man, where are these songs coming from? I'm like, well, I've been writing them. And he's like, I think the whole world's going to sing these songs. I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't know. You're, I can't even process that. And he was like, I really believe in these songs. And I would, and, and then we performed a friendship. And, and a few years later, Passion was born. And that was really a platform, this conference called Passion for College Students that was in 1997 was the first one in Austin, Texas, and that was uh, so. Really, my world was really in, around Texas at that point, and then uh, these songs started taking off, and these songs started finding their way around the church. It was really simple songs I'd written, and no one knew who I was, but I was. So I, I say, for so many years, I spent a lot of these years chasing my songs around because these songs were way ahead of me, and going into these, going into churches, going into different people playing worship music and um yeah and so it, there was no more it was really pure man there was no marketing there was really no record company involved there was nothing like that it was just god doing it grassroots the spirit of god it was I, I was going to school to be a doctor you know i wanted to be in sports medicine i wasn't thinking this at all so you were going you were going to school and sorry to interrupt you but you were going to school at the time to be a doctor so you had no plans whatsoever to be a major no. Christian star, which is which is what you are. No, no, and uh, none. I, I loved leading in my. I loved playing music. I loved doing it, and I was doing like youth camps and things like that, and youth retreats. But nothing like that. I thought um, I felt like I, God had given me a gift to do it, and I was enjoying doing it. But I was doing it on the weekends. But you know, I was trying to figure out how to be in, do, do sports medicine, really, and go into maybe a physical therapy way or something like that. The sports, I didn't know what was going on. And, uh, and then all this, and when I say I didn't know what was going on, because all of a sudden all these, all these invitations were coming to my, I was in my apartment fielding all these calls, you know, to come play and come do these things <laughs> at different churches. And so it was a real crossroads. I had to decide, you know, do I go into graduate school or do I, do I, do I follow this? And I'm so thankful I took that step of faith. I mean, really, God was opening up so many doors, you know, he was really making it evident that this is what the path he had had for me. And, um. And here we are, you know, all these years later, you know, I still have the same heart to lead people to write songs that find their way to the church. And, you know, it was amazing because this was before there was this worship music explosion. This is before all that. This was um, this was before there was like everybody's making these worship records and those kind of things. And so it's always been that's what I've always been doing since I was you know, 17, 18 years old. And it's been beautiful to see the journey and see where God has led this and still feel like that feel still feel like i'm chasing the songs a bit around around the country and i like that as long as the songs are what is people are talking about and not you know not a personality that's that's exciting because i'm, I'm always praying for god for songs that yeah. you know that find their way that mean something to people yeah that's great and in fact we had louis on the show not even a month ago uh, and, and and he brought you up a number of times which is funny and you know his story, and and sort of hear, that now hearing your story, it's really interesting. Um, wow, to me, yeah, he was. I mean, literally just on the show talking about his his most recent um, 
his, his most recent book. And yeah, so so I mean that's fascinating to me to have because there's so many people I think in you know Christians especially obviously who feel like they want to do something they have a path they want to set themselves on which is exactly what you were doing thinking you had it figured out that you were going to do it and then something totally unexpected happens and a lot of times people don't follow that path, the one that they feel like God might be pulling them in because it's not what they might right. want. It's, right. it's interesting to hear somebody who, who did do that and, and look back and say, I'm so glad that I that I did that. You know, as you're speaking, I'm remembering I was in college and I was I was in this moment, you know, and I, uh, you know, and I had a heart to, as a young kid, to follow God. I mean, I had a moment, I had several awakening moments in my life. With kind of light bulb moments where I was like, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll fo- I'll follow you. Um, and and I remember I was talking to a friend, an old friend, and on the phone, and he was he was I was telling him about all these things. Like, gosh, I'm getting all these invitations to come play this music, and and but you know, I still I really got to do this, you know, this uh, sports thing, the sports medicine thing. That's where I'm really after. You know, that's what I, that's that's what I need to do. And I remember he just said, it's always interesting how we have our own plan when we don't feel like God can come through. And <laughs> I was like, I mean, he doesn't even remember saying that. And I don't, I didn't hear another word. It was like, <laughs> that was like the voice of God speaking to me because that was exactly what I was doing. I was like, I was making my own plans, you know, and I, I couldn't, it, I it couldn't, I couldn't conceive in my mind how I could actually like go around playing music for a life, <laughs> for life. And yeah, you know, that just didn't make any sense to me. No way my family did that or, and, and so um, amazing, you know, and that's that's the thing of just those, taking those steps of faith. Sometimes that you step out there, and and um, when you feel when you really sense that God is giving you a vision and giving you a calling. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And you know, this is kind of an odd question, and you know, and I always it's funny. I just had Natalie Grant on last week, and I was like, I'm not going to ask you, you know, questions that are going to get you into trouble. And I don't do that because I don't think that there's any need to do it. Um, yeah, you know, people, reporters love asking, and I said this to her, so listeners will have already heard me say this a million times, but, you know, it's like reporters will ask questions to get an answer that they already know the answer to, or they already know what you're going to say, um, or they assume they know what you're going to say. But I guess, you know, when you're a Christian singer, you get so many encouraging moments to be performing in front of audiences that, that agree with the message, that love God, that want to be there. And I would imagine that's consistently encouraging throughout a career. Um, when culture changes a little bit outside of the Christian, you know, realm, and you see so many things happening, is it discouraging as somebody working? I mean, music is is ministry. As somebody working in ministry, to see those things happen, um, is it not? You know, how do you? And, and what do you think the role of music, Christian music, is as culture changes? That's a great question. You know, for me. I took a step that way in this summer called Worship Night in America, and um, we did three nights, and we did New York City at Madison Square Garden, we did in Red Rocks in Denver, and we played it um, in Sacramento, in the arena in Sacramento. I did uh, just three nights, and next summer we're doing five nights, and God, I felt like a couple of years ago, I felt like impressed by God's Spirit that I was to do something more than just have these nights of worship, but really to call the people the church that's coming to these nights to pray for our nation and because yes culture is shifting and the church the church's role is never to lead with politics but to lead with prayer mm-hmm. and that's always been the church for that's always been the place for the church for since jesus founded it is to is to call on god to pray and you know and 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 you know and to actually take that chronicles passage seriously and if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I will hear from heaven and 
heal their land. And that's what I was. And so we did that. And so it's called Worship Night in America. I could have called it Worship Night in New York City, Worship Night Denver, but it was Worship Night in America too. That in America was important that we would pray. And so that's I feel like that's a role that I've take that I'm taking and just in the sense of, you know, where we are as a nation and as a culture, really, and just say, you know, we don't know where it feels like we're directions. It feels like we don't know where we're headed. And it feels like that way in the church as much as in is is outside the church as well. Um, but the beauty is that we can come together and we can pray and seek God and say, God, we pray. We, 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 we're not praying for them. You know, we're praying for the outside. We're praying for us. You know, Lord, would you would you we repent and would we turn from our own sin and would you heal us and would you heal this land and so that's been really special i mean i i would have never dreamed Madison square garden completely sold out had to ask the entire place if they would get on their knees and pray and the entire arena was on their knees praying in Madison square garden i mean that's a beautiful picture and that's a little bit of you know just uh, to me it's more like you said it's more than just yeah playing music but there's uh, for me it's it's uh recognizing where we are as a as a culture too and and stepping into that a little bit yeah and it's i mean also considering it's new york city which is where i live you know it's kind of i think there's a resurgence obviously of, of churches and faith in new york and a lot of things are changing here but but to have that happen these sold out shows and you're seeing more and more people more and more artists come to new york you have k-love in new york now um, which you know happened a few years back. So yes, there's a lot. There's a lot happening. Um, let me let me ask you this one uh, final question. Uh, what is and this one's definitely a loaded question. What is the biggest lesson you've learned in Christian music? The biggest lesson I've learned um, could be good. Could be bad. Could be <laughs> wow. Um, the biggest lesson I've learned is to stay. Probably to stay, and this is going to sound very cliche, but I, but it's been huge. Is to stay very true to who you are, to who I am, and I, you know, you just and it's you get so much people of like you're you're not doing it right, or you should do it like this, or you know you should, you know, your music should do this or do that, and it's just staying true to what God's put on your heart from day one when you were, you know, when you couldn't believe you, that God would even let you do this and, and, and trying not to become professional at it, but really be, um, staying in a place of humility and saying, God, if you don't come through here, if you don't move, then it's not going to happen. And I always pray that it's, um, God's presence on that, on what I'm doing. Um, that's probably what I've learned the most is like, being true to who you are and like, and, and like this is, and then, um, and asking God's presence to touch what you're doing because I'm not the greatest singer, not the greatest player, not the greatest songwriter by any means. But I, I do feel like there's some songs that God has put his touch on that has meant a lot to people. And that's, that goes beyond me. I can't do that, but that's, that's, that's what I pray for, that for God's songs that way. Not not good songs or great songs, but pray for God's songs and that 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 there would be just a touch, you know that that not all the songs are like that, but every once in a while you just you ask ask for that. And so it's not trying to be somebody you're not, not trying to be what other people expect you to be or want you to be, um, but who you are before God and 
and I think that's um that's that's what I've learned the most. Well, listen, I appreciate you uh, taking the time today, and when you come to New York, would love to have you in the studio to meet up, talk more. Uh, please, uh, please do keep in touch, and thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, thank you so much. It's a, it's a privilege, and you guys are doing a great work. So, thanks so much. Church Boys.